You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, we're talking about the things that I wish I knew 17 years ago, specifically about women. Now, I have learned so much in the past 20 years, 25 years, about women, about dating. But there's a select few things that I've been thinking about lately that, man, if if guys just knew this stuff as they were learning about women and dating and what gets them attracted and how to succeed with women, it would help them tremendously. And that's exactly what we're going over today on today's episode. Now, today's episode is an extracted audio from my live podcast, the one that I do on YouTube, that I do Wednesday nights. I'm really excited too, because soon enough, I will be doing a live show with multiple guests on, and I will make sure to put the audio here on the podcast as well. Don't worry, I'm still always going to be doing my podcasts that I do where it's just you and me, but I like to talk to people in person. I want to get that part of the show up and running, and I'm so excited for it. So you're going to be able to hear it, don't you worry. But also, you could always join live and say hello when I do go live with my guests or when I go live by myself, which I do, like I said, every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central. Eventually, it's going to be Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central. I will make it so more people can, can join I know that sometimes 5 p.m. Central, that's 3 p.m. Pacific. And people are, you know, still at work. But it's funny because I still get a lot of people watching. So I always wonder, what are you doing right now? You working? You're not working? But again, who knows? All right, let's get into it. If only I knew this about women 17 years ago. Check it out. Welcome to Trip Advice Live. What's going on, everyone? So excited to be here today to talk to you about, you know, some concepts that have been coming up a lot recently in my head, as well as things I've been seeing across the internet. And really, I started to make a list. I really did. I started to think about the things that I wish that I knew about women 17 years ago. And I feel if I knew some of these things, uh, but we had to go through the experiences to learn them. But if I learned some of these things earlier on, I think life would have been a little bit easier, at least least in the dating realm. So we're going to be going over that. We'll do some Q&A as well. Uh, Thanks for everyone who's showing up live. And if you're here after the fact, it's still great to be talking to you guys. So If only I knew this about women 17 years ago. So first, and this is in no specific order. One, I wish I knew about the key difference in terms of how attraction works for a woman. Okay. So what I did not know I mean, really up until I was probably around, I don't know, 22, 23 years old, is that women become excited 
They become attracted when there's an emotional spike. So it's funny. We know that old song, girls just want to have fun. And it's so cheesy to say this because I'm not the first person who's quoted it, especially in this realm of like, it's true. Girls just want to have fun. But really it is. It, it just is. But there's a specific way to explain that. It's not even just girls want to have fun. It's really girls just want to have an emotional spike. Or let's say even if they have that emotional spike, they're going to be sticking around a lot longer and potentially, I know this is going to sound dark, but almost become more addicted to uh, whatever is giving them that emotional spike. So this is something that can happen. This is, I mean, this is interesting enough. The basis of my hooked program, Get Her Hooked on You, is if you know how to trigger those emotional spikes, well, look at that. You know, she is going to be hooked on you, almost addicted to you. She's going to want to spend more time around you. But if you're a guy who's, who's like a nice guy, and we're going to get into some of that material in just a bit as well. But if you're that nice guy, she's not. She's not going to be wanting to hang around you much longer. She will if if you're like sort of a cool guy in the sense where like you guys have some interesting conversation, then she friend zones you. And then when she friend zones you, what happens there is you're giving her enough emotional spike where okay, you're around, you're giving her attention. She is able to lean on you for advice and things like that, but it never crosses over into the boundary of sexual attraction. So it's almost like there's, if I had to oversimplify, there's like three levels, right? There's the level of, she's not interested in you at all. You're completely off of her radar. You're friend zoned, or maybe you friend-zoned yourself, so whatever the case may be, and then she's sexually attracted to you. It's those three levels of how a woman sees you. Doesn't see you at all. Doesn't see you at all. Friend-zone, sexual attraction. You're always in one of those categories with her. And the person who's in that top category, the sexually attracted category is one that knows how to spike her emotions while also displaying masculine behavior. So again, we're talking about the things that I wish that I knew 17 years ago. Emotional spikes has a big effect on attraction. When the emotional spikes are there, she can become attracted. What I used to think, and this landed me in the friend zone quite a bit, was that you just kind of had to be around and nice. And if you did that enough and for long enough, she would eventually have those feelings of sexual attraction for you. However, that's just not the case. She just continues to see you that way. One of the reasons why a woman continues to see you in the friend zone light, once you've been friend zone, the reason why it's so hard to escape the friend zone is because you're now put in that category and you have to make up so much to jump over to the next side. Because remember, women are really attracted to your behavior and 
if your behavior is one way, nice guy, simping, beta, all that stuff, then you're going to have to somehow prove to her that you're not that person anymore. So even if you're a guy who's not super attractive, but then you do this makeover and you become more attractive physically, or maybe you even get some more status, that will help, but rarely does it even push it over to the edge with the exception of maybe your status skyrockets, right? So like, for example, maybe Mark Zuckerberg wasn't getting too many women before Facebook. And then once he created Facebook, well, his status jumped through the roof. This is one of those you know crazy exceptional stories then he can probably attract more women, even though maybe he's not a typical, super good looking guy, but rich and status can do that. Now that's not gonna happen to the average person, but either way, we shouldn't be really trying to climb out of the friend zone anyways. So let's try to avoid that at all costs. I digress, let's go back to what I'm saying here, is that emotional spikes have that big effect on attraction. And I did not know that. What I really thought was, to be honest, what I thought was, and what a lot of people are saying now across the internet is that you have to be good looking and rich. And yes, of course, those things help. But I thought that was the only way. I thought that was the only way. And then when I learned that that's not the only way, when I learned that when you have the ability to spike her emotions and display attractive behavior, that that can go a much further way. For many, many years, I was not able to attract women. Many, many years. And we work with guys in our coaching program that are not able to attract women. But then when we teach them how to spike her emotions and how to be a guy who is going to, at the end of the day, be able to display the behavior that's attractive, all of a sudden, what do you know? It starts to work for them. Why is neediness a turnoff and unattractive? Okay, so we'll answer that. You're basically saying to her that you have no other options of, of women. And women want to know that you have options with other women. It's called pre-selection. So when she knows that women are attracted to you, it can tell her that there's something about you to be liked and desired. So while women won't consciously and literally admit to you or really anyone, oh yeah, I like a guy who's desired by other women, they're not thinking on that conscious level. But men who are desired by other women are going to be desired by more women. So if you're needy, you're basically communicating to her and showing her that you don't have those options. That's one reason. I can hard stop there, but I love to over-explain. Number two is it's a form of weakness. Like you're needy, you need her, you're trying to get her attention. It almost shows that you have nothing going on in your life. You potentially have low self-esteem. The guy who has nothing going on in his life is going to want to just constantly want to get attention from that girl, right? But when you do that, She's going to be unattracted very fast. So there's the, I'd say, long and medium answer. Okay. So number one, I said emotional spikes has a big effect on attraction. Did not know that. Did not know that you had to do that. 
You know, it's interesting too, because you'll hear people give advice. You'll even hear women give advice, say, I like a guy who makes me laugh, which is true. Women do like a guy that make them laugh. You don't need to be a very funny person, but women do enjoy when a guy makes them laugh. But if we break it down, think about what that is. It's an emotional spike, right? So we like to be around people who make us laugh because when we laugh, we feel good. It's like a dopamine hit. So yeah, they like to have fun. They like to have that emotional spike. Also, there's some sort of confidence behind a guy who's funny, right? If the guy has the ability or balls to make a joke and he's probably good with his words, there's something attractive about that. Smart dude. And of course, your intelligence is a very very attractive trait to women as well. Okay, next. If only I knew this about women 17 years ago before I learned about attraction. Here's a big one. What women say attracts them isn't usually what gets a response. Okay? And uh, I'm not the first person to say that. There's been uh, many other dating coaches in the past who have who've talked about that as well. Um, and by God, they were right. I would get advice back in the day from female friends and from, I don't know, just through, what was it? I don't know, maybe a little bit of internet stuff or stuff you hear when you're talking to whatever, girlfriends and things like that. And a lot of them would give the same answers, right? If you ask a girl, a random girl, how to attract a woman, what is she going to say? Nine times out of 10, and you can test this out for yourself. Like ask around, ask the next girl you talk to what attracts you. Well, she's going to say things like, well, she's going to start saying qualities. Oh, I want a guy to be smart and funny, da, da, da. But that's still not an answer right? What, be smart and be funny? Like that's, yes, that helps. We just talked about that. Yes, that helps. But that's not the answer. Like, how do you do it? Oh, well, you should be really nice, be really sweet, ask her a lot of questions, and just just be yourself. You know, if a woman is going to like you, she should like you for you. Plain and simple. And I understand the thought process behind that. Like, yeah, okay, of course. You want someone to like you. Well, duh. But that, what, it, what does that do for a guy, right? Like if someone told me, which they did, you know, how, how should I meet girls? How should I trick girls? They say, well, just be yourself. If I took that advice, I wouldn't be here today. I was being myself for many years. How am I not myself, right? We're always ourselves. Always reminds me of that funny movie, I Heart Huckabees. If you've never seen it, great movie. How am I not myself? But the point is, is that, yeah, you're being yourself, but the self that you are is not being very attractive to women. So is that real advice? Is that good advice? No, it's not because... The point is, is you want to get a response. Like, how do you get a response to women? Well, I told you earlier today, right? Is like, 
It's like, you got to have those emotional spikes. A woman's not going to say that. But in order to have those emotional spikes, I talk about this in my coaching program. I talk about this in my hooked program. You have to have traits that are, you know, those masculine traits or cheesy term, like the bad boy qualities, right? It's like women say, oh, you should be nice and be yourself. But then who does she run off with? The guy with the motorcycle. Does that mean you have to be on a motorcycle? No, it doesn't. But, you know, remember that leadership, that assertiveness, that ultra confidence, being busy, not texting her all the time, not being needy, not giving her gifts, not giving her compliments. Like, let me tell you right now, women love the advice. Not even just women, I'd say just your average person loves the advice when they say, just if you give her, you know what women really like? This is what you know what, you know what, you know what women really like? You know what they like? They like like a really good compliment. Like when you give them like a really, you give them a really nice compliment. They really like that. Good luck with that, my friend. Good luck. That's, if that, guys, that's it. That's all you need to do. That's it. Just run around and start giving girls compliments. Then they're going to absolutely fall all over you. Funny enough, the opposite works. When you don't compliment them, they chase They chase that validation. So that's what they're looking for. They want that validation from you. And guess what happens when they don't get it? Emotional spike. The exact opposite that I would do when I was first learning this stuff. I was complimenting women, giving women tons of uh, attention. Let's hang out. Let me listen to you. How's it going? Ask them tons of questions. Oh, yeah. First class ticket to the friend zone. And by the way, this is not me bashing or hating on women at all. I'm pointing out the reality of just how things work. What do women actually respond to? And it's not going to be the traits that one would intuitively think they need to get someone to like them. Funny enough, I do believe actually that a lot of the bad advice that's given to guys to attract women is actually really good advice for making friends. I think that beta advice is really good for making friends. Like if you're making a guy friend and you give him like a compliment or you're trying to make a friend, you give him a compliment, like a legit one, not you're cute, right? But I don't know. Oh, those are really cool shoes. For example, today I was walking down the street, true story. And I saw a guy who was walking towards me, had his dog. And I was, I was looking at his, funny enough, I was looking at his socks and I liked his socks and I just wanted to know where the socks were from. So I stopped him. I said, hey, real quick, man, random question. Where'd you get those socks? And he's like, oh, funny that you asked. Actually, this is the company that I work for. They were just, I don't know, some cool socks. But he was like, oh, man, thanks a lot. Like, that was really nice of you to say that. I was like, oh, yeah, no worries. I wasn't trying to make a friend or really trying to compliment him. I just wanted to know where his socks were from. But yeah, being super nice, paying attention, all that stuff. Really cool if you want a friend. Yeah, and it works. I mean, Again, friend zone, right? So 
it, it would get you a female friend, no problem. But nope, does not work for attraction. So what they say attracts them, what women say attracts them is not what they actually respond to. So be careful when you're taking your little sister's advice or your older sister's advice or your mom's advice. You know, another another piece of advice, which is interesting because I say this too, a lot, uh, some advice is be confident. And here's the thing, that is technically good advice because yes, confidence works. Women love confidence and you want that. However, how does one become confident, right? You can't just be like, oh, be confident. It's like, well, thank, good advice. Got it. Now I know what to do. I'll just be confident. Huh? What does that look like? What does that mean? What is that all about? That's the real question. I'll answer it right now for you. Confidence comes from competence. Plus the ability to step into the unknowns. That's my formula for confidence. Confidence equals competence plus the ability to step into the unknown. So competence meaning you're competent in something, you're good at something. When you start to become good at something, you will naturally become more confident in something. And then when you are really good at stepping into the unknown frequently, then that's going to make you a more confident person. Here's an example. So I'm 38. I've done many challenging things so far in the course of my life. One of them, for example, being getting over my fear of approaching women and approaching anxiety. And I've done other things, public speaking, just things that have been scary for me. I've accomplished them. Not easily, right? But I've accomplished them. So I have, I have my own stories and experiences and recollections of times where I've succeeded. So I've almost gained more self-esteem from those things, which by the way, anyone can do. I'm sure you guys have had that as well. And so I've gained self-esteem over the years because I've stepped into the unknown quite frequently. Caught to last week, last weekend. I'm with Megan. We're on our one-year anniversary trip. And we're in this ranch. And they have a list of activities that you can do. You can pay for all these different activities, horseback riding, all this kind of different kinds of shooting and skeet shooting and trap shooting. And... um what else did they have there? Um, archery, like all this cool stuff. So I was like, I want to do skeet shooting. I've never done that before. And I wasn't nervous or scared or anything yet. I was just like, oh, I just want to do that, right? So signed up for it. And then comes the, the day where we're about to do it. And all of a sudden I start feeling, because I am not, I don't shoot guns. It's not something, I, I've done it a couple times before. But I've never really, uh, I've never done skeet shooting. I have no idea what to expect. I start getting a little nervous. Like I start feeling a little bit of fear. And I noticed it immediately. I was like, whoa, I haven't felt this in a while, but it's a very familiar feeling. And I was excited to tell you guys about it because it felt like approach anxiety, except it wasn't approaching a woman. It was, okay, now I'm going to shoot skeet. Now that's, I know that sounds crazy. Like what's so scary about that? I don't know. I was just, I was nervous. Just hit me. Like there was this massive gun, this crazy big shotgun I got Megan in the back watching me do this. I got this instructor teaching me how to do it. You're holding a, a gun. Now, again, it's shooting like 
BBs and birdshot, but if you were to shoot someone with birdshot 10 feet away, I mean, they're dead, right? It's, they're done. If you shoot birdshot and hit a guy like 100 feet away, it will still pierce them. So it's very dangerous. So I'm learning how to use this gun, putting these massive bullets in, learning it for the first time very quickly, and then now I'm like shooting this, you know, skeet or these clay things, and I was like super nervous. And so in that moment, I was like, wait a minute, I know this feeling. This is that feeling when you're doing something new and so you're stepping into the unknown, so there's a little bit of fear there. And immediately... I was able to conquer that. And I was like, oh, I don't need to pay attention to this. I've done this before. I know, like I saw what's going to happen. I'm going to grab the gun. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to learn it and all is going to be fine. And I'm going to try to nail these things. So again, we're talking about the formula of confidence, which equals competence plus the ability to step into the unknown. Because I've stepped into the unknown so many times and I plan to continue to do it, the new things that you try tend to be a lot less scary. And I literally had that moment right there. I experienced it right there and then, and I'm sure that's going to happen again. Where you do a new thing and you're used to doing new things. It's like this, you're finding comfort in your uncomfort zone, so to speak. Okay, cool. So let's go back to what we were talking about before. We're talking about, if only I knew this about women 17 years ago. Next, women will be more forgiving of your looks and your status if you can exhibit attractive behavioral traits. I kind of mentioned this earlier, but it begs to be talked about a little bit more. So again, I always grew up thinking you had to be super good looking to attract women. And by the way, to some level, you do. Like, they're, they're not, they're looking at you. So don't get me wrong. Women are taking in the data of the symmetry of your face and the size of your nose and the way your ears stick out. They're, you know, in your chiseled jaw or lack thereof. And they're, they're trying to figure out and assess, which they can fairly quickly, just like we can with women, like if, if this guy is physically attractive. And you can get away with a lot more if you're, very physically attractive and very tall and very rich and have status. So you can get away with more. However, however, if you know how to spike a woman's emotions, if you know how to exhibit the attractive behavioral traits that for some reason the whole internet just wants to fight me on and fight everyone else on, like I don't understand, I see it all the time, that if you know how to do that, and you're not a super good looking guy, you're not super rich, you're not super tall, <laughs> you can't attract women. Here's another story. I'm working with a client right now in the TripAdvice Accelerator Coaching Program. He sent me a picture recently. He's getting hair transplant. Funny that that's the part of this story, but um, he's getting a hair transplant. I'm looking at the picture right now. I don't think he needs to do it. He says he needs to do it, but what's funny is he ended up getting two numbers the day after he had the, the surgery where he looked like shit. And he's like an okay looking guy. He's not super good looking. He's 5'7", by the way. And he got two numbers. And one of those numbers 
is leading to a date. So I was like, what did you learn there, man? We were talking. I was like, what did you learn in that from that experience? And he said, well, it really doesn't matter what you're looking like as long as you're going up to these women comfortably with confidence. By the way, that's what confidence looks like. It looks like someone who's very comfortable when they're talking to somebody. So if you're able to do that and you're able to display the masculine traits, build tension, have entertainment, be dominant, my formula for attraction that I talk about all the time, Ted, if you're doing that, even if you look like crap, you can still get a date from a cold approach. Now, I'm not saying that you should have shitty online dating pictures. That's a whole other battle. There, you need to look your best, obviously. But there, but that's the point. There, you need to look your best because they don't see your behavior. So the only thing they have to go off of is your looks. Wow, I just made a connection here. This is actually probably, wow, this is it. Guys, big click for me right now. Pay attention. The reason why I keep hearing all over the internet from a bunch of incel dudes being like, yeah, be tall, be good looking, be rich, da, 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 is because the only thing that they know of when it comes to attraction is online dating because that's pretty much what everyone's doing right now. And they're also not even just online dating, doing social media, which is inherently superficial. Wow. So this is where guys, this is it. This is where you guys are learning attraction from. By the way, I don't blame you. Like, I would probably think that, I, not probably, I would think the same things. If I was online and I wasn't, uh, I wasn't putting up great pictures, I didn't know what I was doing, then yeah, of course, my whole world would just be like, yeah, women just want super attractive tall guys. I can't, I can't get a date for the life of me. Because the guys who, who don't do very well online usually guys who have, you know, really poor pictures and all that, but those guys can still do very well in person. Appearance and looks still matter for sure. Like I'm not saying you should go out there and look your worst when you're going and talking to women. But I also know too, when I was learning day game and I was going out and I was doing a lot of approaching, uh, even when I wasn't learning day game, even like whenever I was doing day game, of course I would, I would try to look my best. But if I wasn't looking absolutely amazing or I felt like I was looking really good or, you know, maybe I had like, you know, you guys see, I have like puffy eyes and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I would still go and approach women and it would still work. Not all the time because you can't get every girl's number, but it would still work. So again, my point, my, my long-winded point here is that behavior goes such a long way and we don't realize this. And a lot of guys are not realizing this because they're just only understanding dating through the phone. Most guys have never had to experience a cold approach. Here's another story. Speaking of, a couple days ago, I went to dinner with a good friend of mine, colleague in a sense. Uh, we met through work. His name is Aaron Sirota. He works in, in sales. He teaches. He has a whole a big company, super successful dude that teaches people how to be appointment setters. So I don't know if you guys have heard of this. This is like a very hot new way of making money is you can become an appointment setter. So for example, I have an appointment setter. I have someone who works on my team who talks to people who are interested in coaching. They ask them some questions to see if they qualify for coaching and then sets an appointment 
to talk to another person to get them into the coaching program, right? So that's what an appointment setter does. He runs a company that teaches people how to do that. Super successful dude. By the way, tall dude. I'd say, yeah, pretty good, pretty good looking guy. Again, successful, 22 years old, so pretty young. And we're out to dinner the other night. And I'm like, how's dating going? He goes, oh man, it's going terribly. I'm like, why? What's the problem? He goes, online dating, I'm not getting any matches. And and I spent a ton of money on getting great pictures. I said, okay, let me see the pictures. I looked at his pictures. I'm like, yeah, you're right. These are great pictures. What's the problem? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, well, how much are you swiping? He's like, well, I'm like, what are you going to say right now? He's like, I don't know, maybe like five minutes every couple days. Dude, you're swiping for five minutes every three days? He's like, well, I'm swiping on 50 people. I'm like, do you understand? You don't understand. And I'm, I was giving him shit. I was like, dude, because I've taught him some stuff before. I'm like, have I not taught you anything? No matter what you do, it's going to be a numbers game, right? Especially in online dating, there's going to be a lot of, uh, there's going to be a lot of competition. So yeah, you need to swipe more than five minutes every couple of days. He's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, if you swiped for a half an hour a day or 45 minutes a day, I guarantee you'd be getting dates. He's like, you're probably right. And I talked about this recently on Instagram and a couple of people posted and they said, they replied to that and they said, uh, cause I posted how to get a girlfriend. And one of the tips was be, be swiping for up to an hour a day. And people said, I agree with all of your advice except for that one. So I had a couple of people who were like, I like all your advice except for that one. It's a waste of time. No, it's not a waste of time. That's just the reality of what you have to do. That's how you have to do it. You have to be swiping more and more and more. And then what happened was I said, all right, let's do a cold approach right now. He's like, no way, man. I'm too scared. I'm like, too, dude, good looking dude. You're tall, right? I mean, not that that really matters, but I'm just trying to pump him up a little bit. I'm like, you're successful. You are, you're the man, dude. Like you're the man. You know, you're the man. He goes, I don't know. It just, it's, it will freak me out. I was like, have you ever done a cold approach before? And he said, no. I said, wow. I'm like, let me give you some advice right now. Let me shed some 38 year old wisdom on you and dating coach wisdom. You're 22 years old. I don't care who you are, what you do for work, how you spend your time. You should be minimum spending one hour every single week going out and talking to women. A hundred percent. You have no idea, guys, how beneficial it is for your life to spend minimum. More, of course, would be great. But if you spend one hour a week going out and talking to strangers, talking to women. Now, of course, there's the obvious benefits of getting dates. But it's really hard to do that. You are going to grow as a man if you can cold approach because it has this amazing effect on your self-esteem because if you start to do that and you start to learn that, you're not going to be just good with women and cold approaching, but you're going to be good with people. It's going to get rid of so many other fears that you thought you had. For example, shooting a big gun. If you're going skeet shooting and you're a little bit nervous to shoot that, that gun, well, that's probably going to go away because you've done things that are way scarier. You've approached women. And for guys, we know that can be a really tough thing to do. 
Women, someone said here, women don't feel safe talking to strangers on the street. You're absolutely wrong. You're absolutely wrong. Kas, you're a great dude and I appreciate you commenting, but I gotta tell you, that's not true, man. Listen, if you approach a woman pitch black in an alley somewhere, she's walking and it's a, it's a you know, dark city. Well, okay, yes, that, that can be pretty freaky. But like, it was bright. I mean, it was like 7 p.m., but it was still really light outside. And I had Aaron go over and do that cold approach and go over and talk to that girl. He didn't get her number. It was like his first approach. He just, I was like, just go over to her and ask her about her dog. Just have a conversation. She was super nice. She was talking to him. I was like, how did it go? He said, oh, she was like really friendly. It went really well. So, okay, yeah. Are you going to have the odd woman who's going to be kind of nervous that you're going over and talking to her? Like, yeah, that can happen. But if you know how to approach, if you go up to a woman in the right way, with the right demeanor, with the right tonality, with the right eye contact, with a smile, and you're not like tapping her on the shoulder, being like, yoo-hoo, <laughs> you'll be fine. Okay, let's continue. So I was just talking about that women will be more forgiving of your looks and your status if you can exhibit attractive behavioral traits. And I wish I knew that. If only I knew that 17 years ago, not just 17 years ago, but longer. You know, man, I still can't get over that click I had just recently of why men and the internet is just all about looks, money, status. It's all because of technology. Online dating, hands down, has it is it is the gentleman, it is the reason why dating is so screwed up right now. Why so many men are single, why so many women are single. Technology, online dating has ruined it. Tinder and all the rest of them have completely killed it. Because what's happening? Online dating has caused women to be ultra selective. So now they're single and they're not picking any of the guys. Now, as I'm having this, you know, click here, this epiphany, it's causing men to just give up and be incels. Well, I put up some pictures, right? Put up some pictures. Women don't like me. And now we're hating women and we're so negative against women and what a disaster. Online dating. And now it's funny, when it first came out, I remember it was 2013, 2012-ish when Tinder came out. And I was, I thought I was screwed, by the way. I was like, oh, okay, Tinder just came out. My whole business was was basically cold approach at the times. So like, this is how you're gonna meet women. And it maybe had a small effect for a couple of years, but then men found out that when you go online, it's not that easy. And here we are, back to square one. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do online dating. Online dating can be great. If you know how to use it and crack the code to online dating, you can get a ton of dates if you know what you're doing. Someone said online dating was great 15 years ago. And, and today I'm a nobody on Tinder. Yeah, the competition's really heavy. And it's not just, that, so it's a few things. The competition's heavy, but also, again, women's standards for who they are trying to pick have gone up. 
And that's what's causing the, the biggest problem with, with online dating. And, um, and, and, the, and the competition's fierce. So if you're a dude who's just like, all right, I'll take a couple selfies and post it, you're not, it's not going to go anywhere. Even if you are a very actually good-looking guy who's rich and tall and all that stuff, you take a couple pictures that get you at the wrong angle, it's going to be tough. But again, I, I'm bashing online dating to a, a large degree right now. I understand that. But I also want to say, I'm not, I don't want to do this to the point where you're like, yeah, Trip's right. Online dating, no good. Don't want to do that. You should be doing online dating. It's another great resource, an opportunity for you to meet women. You just have to do it right. All right, next. What I wish I knew about women 17 years ago. Women make decisions more on feeling than they do on logic. So in a very short, concise statement, one could say men are more logical, women are more emotional. When you say that, it brings up a lot of controversy. Well, what do you mean? Women can be logical. Men can be emotional. Yes, of course, Men have emotions. Humans all have emotions. Women use logic. But, especially when it comes to dating, women will base their decisions more around the way they feel. This is the reason why a lot of women will get into relationships with bad men. You know, bad boys. You know, the whole nice guy is finished last thing. It's like, well, why are women going with these bad boys? It's not good for them in the long run. They're not good people. doesn't matter. That bad boy triggered an emotional response in her. That bad boy triggered an emotional response to the point where she's addicted to him. and She wants to stay with him. So this is what's happening. Is that women are making a lot of their decisions in dating based on on emotion. Now we'll say this. On the male side, we do this too, but to a smaller degree. So what we do as guys is we will we will think a woman is very pretty. And if we get the attention from a woman who's very pretty, and maybe we end up on a date with her, we sleep with her, and she's not the best woman for us. Maybe she's got some issues, maybe she's got some red flags. It's hard to think logically in, in some of those moments, I will admit, right? Because we're so physically attracted to her that we kind of ignore some of those red flags. But again, a lot of women are making way more of these decisions emotionally. For example, a lot of guys have come to me and they've said, you know, I, I got a number. I went on a date with a girl. And we had a great time. The date was great. She was having a great time. We even kissed at the end. And then she ghosted me. I met a girl at a bar. She gave me her number. We having a great conversation. We even made out. Then she ghosted me. Nine times out of 10, if a guy is having a good time, meets a girl, likes a girl, he's going to follow up and want to meet her. But once in a while, you'll get a case where a woman won't. 
Why? Because in the moment that she's with the man, she's having an emotional response. It's fun, the energy of the environment or the bar or the date, it was a good time. In that moment, she has emotional spikes. But then the next day, those emotional spikes are gone. She's in a new environment. She's at work. She's not maybe intoxicated anymore. She's not with her friends. She's in a new emotional space. And because she's basing a lot of her decisions on her feelings, she might say, oh, that was a fun time, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not interested in that guy anymore. That doesn't happen all the time, by the way. But it does happen, and that's the reason. I don't think I've ever heard from a guy. I don't think I've heard one story from a guy that he got a number from a girl, liked her, was interested, had a good time, and then the next day he's like, I just didn't feel like texting her. The only instance I could ever see that happening is if he had other women available to him. You know, but that also is probably for women too. Women have an abundance. They have an abundance of men. So they might have other men that they could go to also. And they're not in the emotional state of what they were when they met the guy last night. So, okay, he's, he's done. So sometimes, I don't know what to tell you. It's not easy to hear this, but it can be really annoying. A lot of guys have opted out of dating for this. I don't think they should. But yeah, a lot of times it can be really frustrating. It's like, wow, really, you know, battling uphill. It's like, what more do I have to do? Sometimes you're doing enough. And again, back to what I was saying earlier, it's just a little bit of a numbers game. You're going to have some good dates. They're going to go well. They're going to turn to second dates. You're going to have some dates you think that they went well. They don't lead to second dates, so on and so forth. So try not to get too discouraged. Wow. Brett. Sub trip in a minute. He helped me find my wife via online dating. Biggest turnaround was learning how to use text only to make dates. That's right. Brett, what's up, man? I think I know which Brett that is. We've worked with many Bretts, but I think by the picture, I can tell who that is. Hope you're well, dude. That's great. Yes, guys. TripAdviceCoaching.com if you need help. If you want to learn how to uh, properly meet women and attract them on online as well as in person, we teach that. We get guys results. We have one-on-one coaches on staff ready to help you. Mike, Mike Denver, my man who always comes on these lives says, still can't get a date with the chick I'm actually attracted to. 500 bucks if you can change that trip, Um, which is our little inside joke here. Mike, dude, We'll help you. Just get into the coaching program. Just apply. I don't know what you're waiting for. You've been watching my lives for months. Just join us. We'll crush it for you. I know we can. Here's the thing though, Mike, and everyone else. What we can't do in the coaching program. If you're a guy who has such specific No, let me say this. Yeah, either too many non-negotiables, so for lack of a word, picky, or your three non-negotiables narrows down the, the pool of women that you're interested in 
to a small amount and you live in a city that cannot handle that small amount of volume, it's going to be very tough for you. <laughs> I have no time for a program. I'll give you $1,000 for you to just get me a girlfriend by next Friday. I, I think we've gotten guys' girlfriends. Um, well, first of all, here's the thing. We've gotten guys, well, plenty of guys have gotten girlfriends from our coaching program. Plenty of guys, wives even, as you see, Brett, if you're still here, good to see you. But you don't want a girlfriend by next week. You don't want a girlfriend. And even if you had all the superpowers in the world, you don't want a girlfriend by next week. You want a girlfriend in three to four to five months. Never get into a relationship that fast. If you get into a relationship too fast, you're going to cause more problems and drama in your life because you don't know that woman that well. That's one of the biggest problems is if you get a girlfriend too fast, now you're committed to somebody, you're monogamous with someone. And of course you could always break up, but they can cause a lot of drama in your life. You don't know this person. And I fear that if a guy gets a girlfriend in a week, hypothetically, or like a month, well, what happens, right? Now the clock is ticking until you guys get to the point where maybe you end up moving in together. And if that happens too soon, that's where it gets dangerous. If you move in with a woman before you really know who she is and you're in this honeymoon stage where you're just, you're just infatuated with her, you could end up living with someone who could destroy your life. I know that sounds hyperbolic, but it happens. It happens. It's a risk. Is it a big risk? No, it's not a big risk, but it's enough of a risk where you just don't want to be settling with someone who you don't know well yet. Because even if she's not, you know, like I said, destroying your life, um, still she can cause a lot of stress. The re- when you, relationships, when you're in a relationship with somebody, you, you become connected to them. Like they're, they're part of your life. This is why when people sometimes break, get, you know, they break up after several years, they say, I have to find myself again. It's because the self that you are, it starts to connect and overlap with this partner. And because of that, if they are having bad days or they have a lot of stress, then that can leak onto you. And if she's complaining a lot or she's got issues or whatever, and then it starts to become your issues or money issues or this or that, it starts to leak its way into your life and then it can potentially slowly build up to a big disaster or at the very least make your life just worse than it is before you met the woman. So we don't want a girlfriend in a week. I don't, even, I don't know if you were joking or not. Maybe you were, but I still think it was good to talk about that. What do you do when, you're, when you've gotten pro photos, fashion advice, and not that many matches? The best thing you could do is be on multiple, you just have to be on multiple apps and multiple sites and you need to be swiping longer. Okay. So again, we're talking here about women, uh, something I learned of, of women making decisions more on feeling rather than logic. So yeah, that's, that's a big one. And I learned that way too late in the game. You know, I'm happy to shed some of this for you guys, shed light on some of these things, because if you don't know some of these things already, now you do. 
And it's okay if you're skeptical. You don't have to blindly believe what I say. But think about what I'm saying. Play with it a little bit. See how it starts to pan out in your life. Right? Emotional spikes with women. Them being more forgiving on looks. The way they make decisions. The advice that they might give. Now, here's the thing, too. I will say. You know... When it comes to dating, you should really only be taking advice from people who are lovely self-proclaimed experts like myself, but also guys who are successful with women. Just like anything in life, right? We want to get advice from people who have done the thing. That's why I know that there's some female dating coaches out there who are good. They know how to explain it, but like random women and or random guys, they just don't. They don't really know. So we should be careful about getting advice from those people. Again, you don't have to blindly believe what I'm saying, but play with it. See where it comes out. See where it comes up. Trip, if so many young men are sexless, how can they expect to please their future lovers? Well, a lot of men are sexless right now because they're not putting the right time and energy and the appropriate steps into meeting and attracting women. So think about that. I'm trying to put together a live show, which I know we're doing a live show now, but a live in-person show where I have have guests on and people on. So that's in the works, guys. Get excited, get ready. Something that I will be going, no pun intended, live with next month my new studio in Chicago, which I'm very excited about. And we're going to have in-person guests and it's going to be a really fun time. I think that you're really going to enjoy it. Should one settle on a cool high interest six to seven? Good question, man. I don't know. I don't know if that's settling. I mean, like if you got a seven, okay? If you have a seven and she's, she's actually super cool and would be a great partner. Why not? Why not? I I mean, you know, could you do better in the looks department? Yeah, you probably could. But listen, guys, as the looks get higher with women, I believe that the, the, if we were to put all the nines and tens in a room, there's only a small percentage of those women who probably don't have self-esteem issues or, feel very entitled, you know, so I don't know. Think about that. Nines and tens can, not all of them, but they can come with uh, with a cost. So if you find a girl who's like a seven or an eight and you're just like, this girl's great. You're still attracted to her. You have a great sexual connection She's mature. She's got her shit together. She doesn't have daddy issues. I recommend you uh, give that a shot. Trip advice. I would like to know how can I approach my female coworkers at a fast food restaurant? Well, Wayne, do you want to do that, buddy? What if uh, it doesn't go well? What? Let's talk about this for a second. Dating coworkers. What if you end up Hitting on your coworker 
and she complains to your boss? What if you hit on your coworker and she rejects you? And you have to see her every day. What if you hit on a coworker and she says yes? And then eventually you break up. Then you have to see her every day. You see where I'm going with this? There's a lot of risks involved with coworkers or women who work in your department or in your building. So it says to me that you're settling when you're trying to go for the, we'll say, low-hanging fruit, which are just the women that happen to be around you. I should come up with a term for this. Um, I don't have it off the top of my head, but like women in your space. I'm sure there's a there's a clever, there's a more clever way to uh to say this. Um, but you get what I'm saying. It's like settling for those women, while it sounds like it makes sense, can be a disaster. All right, guys. This was great. Did it be a fun? I had fun today. Some good stories, some good thoughts. Guys, tripadvicecoaching.com if you need help. Don't forget, the coaching program here has one-on-one coaches on staff to help you, to work with you, to make sure that you have a dating profile that's getting matches, teach you how to cold approach. If you want to learn more about how to get that skill, just go to tripadvicecoaching.com, watch that video, and then you'll learn how we're getting guys the skill set to be able to attract more women. We have financing options. So that means that guys who are not able to necessarily invest in this coaching program, we are giving uh, very low cost loans out to people. So if you're making at least $25,000 per year, you got a credit score that's above a 550, you will qualify and we can get you that loan. Otherwise, we, uh, we can help you out however we can. Lots of options, lots of different options. If you want to find out those options, tripadvicecoaching.com. We have courses, getherhook.com, my eight to 10 hour course that teaches you how attraction works, my TED method, how to build attraction with women that you meet. And then I have uh, well, a few more courses, which after you get hooked, you'll be brought to those pages where you can get those two. Or my book, Magnetic. Get your copy on Amazon. Appreciate you supporting the low-income bros. Yeah, I'm happy to do that, man. I want to help as many guys as I can. That is my goal. I want, by the time I leave this earth, to have helped and given and had impact on as many men as possible So they can have more freedom and choice in dating, which I know you don't necessarily have right now. All right. Thanks, guys, so much. Megan has dinner waiting for me, so it's time to eat. So I'm going to go do that. Spend some time with her. Chill out. And I'll see you next uh, next week. What do do we do? Wednesday? What do you say? Five o'clock, same time. You'll be here. See you next week.